Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, and podcaster. I am hoping you guys are all doing well in this third or fourth, depending on when you actually start your quarantine. I hope you are all doing well with this new kind of period that we're in. I have officially stopped watching the news. I know it's not the smartest thing, especially for a fiction writer who needs to have the experience of current events, especially when they're writing contemporary pieces. But I have to tell you, and I'm sure most of you already know, it just, it's too overwhelming. It is too overwhelming to see how many people are being lost. I'm not even spending a lot of time on Twitter anymore because everybody keeps posting about who they're losing, which they need to. And I'm, I'm totally supportive of them. But for my own well-being, I had to step away because it was affecting me too much. Seeing all the loss, it's just too much. I can't imagine what they're going through. And it's scary because what they're going through, I could go through. So I just, I had to take a step back because this whole quarantine thing has really started to affect my mental well-being. I already struggle with depression and since I turned 40 I've started struggling with anxiety. I had terrible anxiety as a tween and into my teens which was related to some bad things that happened but as I got older I started dealing with them better but I think that I wasn't really dealing with them better I was just ignoring them better. (laughs) and now that I'm 40 I have all this anxiety about oh my gosh I'm 40 my life is half over at best and so I am trying to stay away from things that heighten that anxiety news and twitter are the things that heighten my anxiety so I'm cutting them out for the most part for now but I'm trying to stay informed enough and I'm trying to go on once a day so that I can be as supportive as I can without really messing with my mental health because lately it's been a struggle and I'm not the only one because I've seen so many people on Twitter talking about their own struggles with how they're feeling right now and I would like to say that it's mostly extroverts that are having such a hard time dealing because they're at home and they're not able to go out and have fun and talk to people and be social and and talk to all of us introverts who just want them to leave us alone but no it's it's all of us we're all starving to feel the weight of being sequestered because it's difficult, especially if you are indeed staying home. My husband still has to go to work. He still has to go to the grocery store because we still have to eat, but we're not doing the ordering out. We're not picking up. We're not doing drive-throughs. It took us a little while because I have this split feeling of I don't want these fast food workers to be without jobs and if we stop ordering out they're going to be without jobs but at the same time in order to be responsible and do our part to really help with this coronavirus we really shouldn't have contact with the people that we don't know so my husband and I decided that we would not go out to eat order delivery order you know, order pickup go to drive throughs whatever about a week ago so it's just been working home for him And it's just been home and the occasional walk for me. And that has led to some major struggles over the last, I've probably been struggling since Friday. And a lot of it had to do with anticipation because I was supposed to hear back from an agent on Sunday. So I had all of this anticipation building of all these what ifs. What if this agent says no? What if blah, blah, blah. I mean, my head has them all going. (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, it, it's just not, it wasn't healthy. So I have been struggling trying to stay out of the bad place since Friday, but I'm having a really difficult time because of the state of everything. Everything is just in, it's like we're all frozen. We can't make decisions to move forward. So that led to, that led to me worrying Okay, what if what if this agent does love the book, but they don't want to offer me representation because they don't think that they'll be able to sell it because the publishing industry is going to be affected by this? And what if coronavirus is what stalls out my writing career completely for the next year, year and a half, when I'm on the precipice of finally starting to make some moves forward. And I really hope that I'm not the only person who's being this selfish because I have my feelings about the coronavirus. I have my feelings about everybody who's suffering, but I think I'm allowed to have my feelings about this thing that I've worked for for over 20 years. I've wanted to be a writer since I was 12 years old and I am a writer, so I did fulfill that goal, but I've wanted to be traditionally published. I've wanted to be best-selling author since I was 12 years old and that's a goal that I'm still working toward even when I get representation even when I sell the book those will just be little boxes ticked off of the goal the ultimate goal is of course to have that that best-selling work right so I think I'm allowed to be bummed out because my goal is in limbo <laughs> I'm allowed to have my feelings about that at the same time that I'm having my feelings about everything else that's going on. And I shouldn't be shamed for that. And I shouldn't be told that I need to get over it. Just like nobody else should be told they need to get over the presumably little things that are bothering them right now. That's just my feelings on that, guys. So I didn't hear back from the agent by the way, which is cool. I never expected to hear back from them this soon anyway, but I think I'll give up the ghost on it by around the 1st of May, just because I already knew that this book was a long shot with this particular agent, because they prefer historicals, and they don't like first-person narratives. And Catching Fireflies is a contemporary first-person narrative, though. There were already two strikes against it, but it is what it is. If this agent doesn't like it, that's, that's cool. If they don't feel passionate enough about it, that's fine. They're still, you know, they're still A-OK -okay in my book. <laughs> so back in March, it was around March 10th, maybe, March the 11th, somewhere in there, I sent out five queries, I think. One, two, yes, I sent out five queries. That doesn't count the agent that I was waiting to hear back from on Sunday, the 5th of April. So I sent out five query letters. I promptly, probably three days later, received Maybe not three days. That's not important. I promptly received a rejection from one of them, so I've marked her off. There are two that, in their guidelines, it says if they're interested, they'll contact you. If they're not interested, they will never speak to you. That's cool, man. So I have that date that I should hear back from them set as April 15th because that was the maximum week. They said, like, four to six weeks, maybe. So that's the maximum weeks for them. If I don't hear back from them, I'll just mark them off, too. So then that will leave three that I'm looking to hear from because I sent out five queries plus I had the agent who requested the full. So at this point, my update is nothing really. I'm still sitting here. <laughs> I'm still sitting here waiting, which if you're a writer who's been through the query process before, you know this is the process. It's a waiting game and it's a long game. And if you're new to writing, you need to know this. Nothing happens in the time that you want it to happen in. It is very rare, or so I've heard, it is very rare that things happen quickly 
in the publishing industry. So you can expect to write your book, get it ready for submissions, send out your queries, wait, send out your requested material, wait, 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 wait. Eventually get your offer for representation, wait. There's an awful lot of waiting in this game. So if you're not patient, like me, you're going to constantly be telling yourself, chill out, man, chill out. They're doing their job. They have a ton of other people. Just breathe. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm breathing. I'm just trying to be chill and I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> and that's how I'm handling this melancholy that I'm dealing with as well. I'm just trying to keep myself busy, keep myself out in the sunshine. And it, it's a dual purpose because these are dual things that are going on. Like I'm sliding into depression because of the uncertainty and the chaos in the world brought on by this coronavirus and then I have my little publishing friend over here who is like oh you're really sad about that huh well guess what you haven't heard back from this agent yet you haven't heard back from this agent yet oh and guess what your book is never going to be published that's what my little it's like I have two little devils on my shoulders one is coronavirus stuff the other is publishing stuff this is what happens <laughs> So last week in Jane Friedman's The Hot Sheet, if you are unfamiliar with The Hot Sheet, it is a subscription-only newsletter that you can get. It's $50 a year. Jane Friedman and her partner put it out every two weeks. So every two weeks you get The Hot Sheet. And what this is is a newsletter with behind-the-scenes stuff. It really goes in-depth with behind-the-scenes stuff in the publishing industry. Last week, April 1st, The Hot Sheet came out. And guess what? It's like she read all of our minds, those of us who are pitching right now. <laughs> to pitch or not to pitch. It's a strange time to be submitting or acquiring work. That's the title. The subtitle or the, the little abstract, even though agents and editors may be attempting to conduct business as usual, the coronavirus undoubtedly affects acquisitions. In this article, she talks about all the questions that I have in my mind, and I know certainly others have in theirs, is now the right time to be submitting my manuscript? Are publishers making acquisitions? Should I wait until the storm passes? And she says the honest answer is no one really knows what to do. And she goes on to speak to several agents who basically say the same thing. They are even hesitant to offer representation. They're concentrating more on what they have going on, on the upcoming releases and all this other stuff. And she spoke with one agent, Kate McKean. I really hope I'm saying that correctly. But she says that she doubts anyone's editorial board meetings are trying to predict people's moods 12 to 24 months from now, which is when books that are bought today will come out, right? So how can we predict what the reading trends will be in a, a year or two years when we've got all this now that's weighing so heavily on everybody? I have a book that has very heavy subject matter. We're talking My Dark Vanessa Excavation. I just did that review a couple of episodes ago. That kind of heavy subject matter only it's a little bit heavier than that so will readers want to read a story about a sexual abuse survivor in a year or two years is is the climate going to be positive enough where you can read something like that and not be drugged down into the depths now this makes me worry because the other book that I'm working on right now the one that I just started the subject matter is darker so am I a writer for these times maybe maybe not so we're all just kind of in a limbo now, and it's making things very difficult. 
difficult. It's a struggle to, I mean, it's a struggle for me to write right now. I joined, I signed up, well, I've been signed up for years for NaNoWriMo, but I went in, put in all my information for my new work in progress because I was planning to get 20,000 words this month. Actually, I was planning to get 30,000 words this month on the new project. Then that would leave me with 50,000 to complete in the next couple months. But I haven't written in three days. I, I, I just keep thinking about, you know, all of those questions in, in my head about the way that things are and are people going to want to read this and are you going to be able to get an agent and all of this stuff. And it's just too, it, it's too heavy. It's too weighty. I can't, I don't have the energy to sit at the keyboard and create this world that needs to be created because I'm paralyzed, I guess not paralyzed. I can move around just fine. I just don't want to because I feel like there's no point. And that's, that's the big thing for me. It's, it's like, is there a point now to writing? Should I just pack it all in, give up 20 years that I've been working for this goal and go get a regular job? Because at this point I haven't earned a dime on my writing and I've been out of work for two years almost in August. <laughs> so do I keep putting my husband through being the, the provider of the house if I'm never going to get anywhere? And this is what that little voice, the one on the other shoulder keeps telling me, you know, the little publishing one. What's the point? And reading articles like this, it makes that voice louder. We know that editors only acquire so many titles a year. Even though agents are saying, send me your stuff, send me your stuff, send me your stuff, it doesn't mean they're going to buy more books. So where are we? Do we keep holding out for the dream? Because let me tell you guys, I've been trying to do this for 20 years and my gumption is just about out. And I say that and then I still continue on. So I don't know why I keep saying that because obviously I'm going to keep going. Just frustrated. I've read so many books lately that I'm just like, why? I read one last month. I won't tell you the title, but it was. I was going to use it as a comp for Catching Fireflies. So I read this book because it was very similar in themes. First of all, it's barely a novel, which annoys me because I had to add 14,000 words to mine. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I'm not salty about that at all. But I read this book and it was pretty pointless as far as the story goes. And it had these blurbs that, you know, I wish I had it in, I wish I had it at arm's length because these blurbs were really misleading. And I don't like to say that a book wasn't worth it for me to read, but this book felt so unfinished and it felt like the author was more concerned with being literary than telling the story. And those books really irritate me because you can throw out all the pretty words you want to and you can try to be as cerebral as you want to. But when it comes across in your writing that all you're worried about is being literary, then your story isn't worth it to me. There was so much that was left unfinished in this book that I just felt like I've just wasted these hours of my life. Thankfully, it was a short book, so I didn't waste a ton of hours, but I wasted hours. <laughs> That's something that I don't want people to think when they read my book, if they ever get to read my book, because I don't know if it's going to sell. <sighs> I kind of want to be like George Costanza right now and just go outside and scream serenity now into the air and hope that that helps. <laughs> this industry is already stressful enough without COVID-19. just going to say it. <laughs>
Okay, that's all I've got this week, guys. Just a bunch of fears, a little bit of facts. I will put the link for the hot sheet in the description so that if you're interested, you can go check it out. There is a 30-day free trial, so we are we will get the next issue on the 15th. So if you want to sign up for it, there's a 30-day free trial and then after that, it's $50 a year, but it's well worth the $50. Speaking personally, of course, in my opinion, it's well worth the $50. <laughs> I do have a webinar with Jane Friedman today. I'm looking forward to it. It's about email newsletters, so maybe we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. I don't feel like I'm really being cohesive in these podcast episodes, but right now I'm just, I didn't even want to sit down to record, so at least I've done that. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, give me a like or subscribe. That would be super. You can share me with your friends. That would be super duper. If you want to know what I'm doing outside of these podcast episodes, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter. My personal account is at Eller and the podcast handles on Instagram. It's about this writing thing and on Twitter it's at writing thing pod. You can also visit my website. That is saywordbeeller.com. That's all I've got today. I'm out. I got nothing else to give. Hopefully, hopefully when I do the book review for the companion next week, I will be a little bit better at this thing. I don't know guys. I'm just going to go now before I say anything else. <laughs> Take care. Stay safe. Keep writing. Talk to you soon. Bye.